Hey guys, it's your girl Nick. It's your girl Nick. Hey, hey, hey guys. Thank you for joining me on Confessions of a Single Black Girl. How are you? I hope you're great. It has been a minute since it's been like a solo conversation with us, right? It's been a minute. Like, I think I did a mental health check-in real quick, but it's been a real, 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 real minute. And here's why. <laughs> Your girl's been tired. Like, tired. Like, woo, child. Like, mentally tired. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened in my life. And I have not known where to start, but I think God has been like, if you don't get on here and talk to these people, if you don't get on here and be transparent, sis, you're not walking in your purpose. And that's disrespectful. <laughs> and we need to walk together. So God, I'm back. We walking together. Let's go. So, <laughs> so guys, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you to my loyal followers, to my new followers. If you have not subscribed, subscribe, share, like, you know, come on, be blessed. We out here being blessed together. We're happy. We're loving it. Why not? So, guys, what is new in your life? I hope you are out here being blessed. I hope you're out here just trying to catch as much happiness as you can because I know I am because whew, when I say I was tired, when I say I was drained, COVID, dating, <laughs> protesting, chow. Planning birthday parties, child. Um, what was not happening in my life? Okay, so what do y'all want to hear about first? Okay, let's talk about what's happening, you know, out here in society, and then we'll talk about dating. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Because, you know, y'all want to get to the juicy stuff later, right? Nah, y'all want to get to the juicy stuff now, but I'm going to make y'all wait. <laughs> Whatever. So, in society, right? <laughs> COVID was stressing my life. First, obviously, being an ER nurse, that was stress. And slowly, 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 um, we're losing our travel nurses. So starting to feel that anxiety building again because the patient load is starting to pick up again, which is not crazy in retrospect of that's what I do for a living. But it's crazy as far as the patient load. And like we just came off of the pandemic, that stress mentally, because it's not even like a physical stress, it's the mental stress that you're dealing with. You're watching family members die, you're watching friends die, you know, it's coworkers pass away, all of that. And then to just go right back into the smack of craziness and being burnt out on a regular because you're understaffed. And now they're going to like take away the travel nurses and it's like, okay, but are y'all not even like seeing like what we just went through? Can y'all like fully staff us? So that within itself has just been stressful because I've been like slowly feeling that coming back every time I travel nurse leaves. <laughs> we feel it a little bit more. That's stressful. Y'all know I don't like to talk about work too much on here because that's not what it's about. But at the same time, I want to be grateful to have a job and I don't want to sound ungrateful. But I pray every day that it gets better. One day it will. One day, either it'll get better me at that place or God's going to put me in a completely different position. We'll see. Uh, so that's just been stressful, you know. And then, you know, you've seen all the spikes in the different states. Like, what is happening? Like, people just did not want to self-quarantine. People did not want to quarantine at all in these states. And California is crazy. Texas, woo, child. New York is the safest place right now. Let me repeat this. New York is the safest place right now. 
But I am seeing people coming in still being positive. And I have to question if some of those people are going out of state, um, are like going out of state, involving in activities where they're not using masks, where they're not washing their hands properly, sanitizing, things like that, um, where they're not social distancing properly, things like that. You know, these are the things that I have to question because New York technically is one of the safest places because we have the lowest rates right now. Um, so you guys have to really be careful. You're hopping around in these different states. Uh, hello, you can't be mad at Cuomo for being like, yo, y'all got to self-quarantine for 14 days. You can't be mad. Like, come on, be careful. Be careful. Because I'm sure staying around. Like, I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here. I'm going to need y'all to quarantine and get those rates lower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um... It's crazy. Um, after you've seen some of the stuff, you just kind of just, you don't want to mess with it. Like, I'm praying for my friends and family still and, you know, people who are, like, coming up positive now. It's like, I'm praying for y'all. Like, make sure if your symptoms get worse, you take yourself immediately, immediately, immediately to the hospital. Like, do not play with it at all. So, let's talk about... This uh, disgusting uh, murderers, these police officers. I kind of did not want to talk too much about this because it really upsets me. And uh, <laughs> it really upsets me, like really upsets me. And it's been upsetting me for years. And I'm, honestly, the words I have for it is about I'm so happy to see all the protests. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But at the same time, I'm like, really? Y'all acting like we just got out here. Y'all acting like, yo. But, child cheese. I'm black every day. And I've always told people, like, you always got to be on your soapbox. You always have to be on your soapbox in any way that you can. With your friends, with your family, any way that you can. Okay. But let me tell y'all this, and especially for my non-black listeners, I am not here to teach you about racism. I'm not here to teach you about white privilege. I had a coworker have the audacity. Let me rephrase that. The caucasity, the caucasity to, to come and ask me to come and ask me a question about the protesters and the riots and how would I feel? I had to stop her dead in her tracks. I had to tell her I'm not the one to ever, to ever approach about this conversation again in your life. And from that day on, sis has never approached me about nothing. <laughs> about nothing that don't have to do with a patient. I swear to God, she has not. It's been a good month or so. She has never. She has never approached me again about anything that don't have to do with a patient. Because I'm not the one. I have long stopped. Like, no. I do not do this. I do not. I No. No. 
we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Espe- ooh, not ooh, not at work. <laughs> Especially not at work. Ooh, child now. Not at work. Not on vacation. Not on my off days. Like, I'm not doing it with you. If I have to educate myself, you need to educate yourself. And do not even come at me on some white privilege questioning either. Like, please stop. Child cheese. Moving along. The whole experience itself, I have been to a couple of protests. I know I have not been like very posty posty with my pictures. I'm just not, (laughs) I just haven't been feeling it in that way, you know, like as far as the protesting, I haven't been feeling that way. Not because I don't believe in posting pictures. I'm for it, y'all. Post all of that, Black Lives Matter, do whatever y'all have to do. I just, for me, I have not been feeling very uh media friendly lately <laughs> with things i just been in a funk i've just been all over the place i'm now coming not in a funk let me rephrase that i've been preparing for something and i'm getting up to that so i haven't been on my ball as much as i would have liked to be or as I, i'm accustomed to being And I also have not wanted to take away from the purpose of this movement, if you understand what I'm saying. So I've just kind of been like, yo, like, I'm going to just rock out because there's things I need to see. And there's also a silence that I need to maintain. For me, I just felt like I just needed some peace. And with that peace, I needed to get quiet for a little bit. Like, I didn't want to talk too much. I didn't want to talk too much. I didn't want to watch too much of everything. There was times where I needed to just log off, shut out, shut down, pray, pray a lot. Because there's people out there that I care about. There's people out there that don't even know I care about them. You know what I'm saying? There's people out there that don't even know I pray for them. Like, you know, yo, I pray for every man and woman I know, like, that you get home safely. Like, yo, because it's scary out here. It's scary out here. Like that meme says, I love being black, but it is kind of scary, but I still love being black. <laughs> it's lit as hell, but I still love being black. I love being black. I'm black, be black. I'm black every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's crazy how some people have embedded in us this idea that we should hate who we are. We should hate our color and we should hate our brother and we should hate our sister. But I love each and every one of them. And I hate racism and I hate how it's so institutionalized. And I hate the fact that this is how this country, this is how this world is set up. But every day we got to put in the work to continuously teach our people and especially our children. I had to teach my daughter at five years old. That's when I started teaching her about racism. (laughs) I mean, everybody has to make a choice when they start teaching their kids, but that's when I had to teach my child. That's when I had to start teaching her. And I've never stopped. (laughs) I've never stopped, and I never will. And I tell her every day, you'll be going to (laughs) HBCU. I tell her that every day, y'all. Y'all can shame me if you want. Whoever feels the way, and she should pick wherever she wants to go. No, you're going to historically black college or university. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys. So listen. With that being said, 
we got to find some way to laugh through some stuff. So let me bring y'all to the laughter. Well, it's not really laughter. Y'all actually might cry through this a little bit or tear up. I don't know. I don't know how y'all were feeling about it. But, you know, let's get to my dating life. Click, click, click. Updates, updates, updates. So I've been very, like, <laughs> kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek about where my dating has been lately. I don't know if y'all caught in the last couple of episodes um very like low-key on it like you know (laughs) so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like real full-on transparent because you know I love being transparent this show is about confessions of a single black girl and let me confess me and old boy that I was dating before if you didn't just catch that phrase was dating before was was is the key word yeah we not dating no more. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's done. That ended like, shoot. I want to say it's like a good three months ago. Like, COVID didn't let it work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. Um. So, I'm sure y'all want to know, like, what happened? I did not end it. He ended things. My ego is not that big to tell y'all that he dumped me. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, my ego is not that big to tell you that somebody ended, like, ended things with me. Like, yeah, he broke it off. I don't even know how to say this. Like, do you say broke it off when you were dating? So, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, he. I'll just use that for just to be less confusing. Okay? He broke it off. Um, I was crushed. I was really crushed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Because, you know, when you were, like, in something or, like, dealing with someone for, like, seven months... You build feelings. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I have feelings for him. Um, Trying to think of all the questions you guys would be asking me right now. I'm trying to think of all the questions my friends ask me. Um, Do I feel like he was playing me? Um, I don't know. Like, how can you ever tell, like, if somebody was, like, really genuine with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? I would hope. I'm not a mind reader as much as, you know, people like to think that I think I'm a mind reader. You know, I would hope that someone was being genuine with me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Anything is possible. But from my part, I know that I was genuine. I know that I wasn't playing. I know that I was seriously and purposely involved in dating that person. So that's why for me, when the person said didn't want to do it anymore, it did, you know, hurt. But at the same time, it all goes back to, like, rejection, right? Like, our ego hates rejection. That's human nature. Um, Ego hates rejection, you know. So when someone tells you they don't want to do something with you, you feel hurt. But at the same time, that's ego. The other reason why you feel hurt is when you care about somebody, when you have real feelings for a person, when you're invested for a person, when you spent time, like, on a certain amount of length of time on a daily basis interacting with that person and it's cut short, you know, those are the things you now have to deal with. You have to deal with the aftermath of that. So that hurts too, you know, and I, and you know, I could chuck it up to me being a cancer, me being an overcarer, an overlover, over, you know, I overdo everything and I'm not going to stop doing that. Right. That's the one thing that I can say and solidify for me. Like, I'm not going to stop embracing people. I'm not going to stop loving the hell out of people. Like, I'm not going to stop 
just being like, yo, you get on my nerves, but yo, I want to care for you. I want to like massage your heart. Like that's me. And I love that about myself. And you know, when I felt like I took a hit and I felt like, yo, is something wrong? Like what, what happened? And you have those moments where you're like, what the hell did I do? And then I had to realize what says. <laughs> You ain't do nothing. You have to make sure, and this is this is the key point. You have to make sure that you have dope ass people around you, whether it's female friends, male friends. Make sure you have those dope ass people around you because they are always gonna be encouraging to you. And yo, I have some dope ass people around me, and I love them for life. Love them for life. Shout out to Mari Sal, to Jerry Shaw, to Alex Sal, to Deidre. Yo, I can't even, the list goes on. Yo, I have a lot of friends. Shout out to, um, ooh, ooh, shout out to Hazel at work. Yo, she's like, she's phenomenal. Like, she's, she's phenomenal. Um, yo, I can't even, the list goes on. Nicole, like, yo, just shout out. Like, people who just, like, empower you, just be like, sis, it is what it is. Like, not, it is what it is. You know, and just kind of just remember who you are at all times, you know, Things happen. Things happen. You move on. Um, the other question I can think of, um, was it his loss? Um, I don't know if it was his loss. I'm asking these questions because people ask me these questions. <laughs> but as I'm answering that question, I'm like, when we say stuff like, oh, it's his loss, it's kind of like, is it really? <laughs> Here's the thing. There's lessons in everything, right? There's lessons in everything. And people will be like, oh, that person was a lesson. I do not see him as a lesson. I see the experience, the things that I did in the situation. Like, what can I take from it? What would I do different? Not him. He was not a lesson. Like, he, I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. He's a cool person. He is who he is. It just didn't work out, right? Um, I'm not going to be bitter towards somebody, as I said before. So it's the experiences that I can take from it. So there were things that had to end. So here's, here's what I come to realize. That situation had to end because it started out innocent and it was cool. And I was excited about it because it was new. I liked the connection or, you know, on my side, I felt like I had a connection with that person and I wanted to get to know them. I wanted to know about them. I wanted to connect more, you know. Um, like I said, I don't know what the end game was on the other side, you know. But going into my dating season, I had said that I wanted to remain abstinent until I had a full and real commitment. And I don't think that I fully grasped what that commitment was like. Was it marriage or was it a commitment of just being in a full-on relationship. Mind you, yes, I know that I am a Christian. I know that I am newly rebaptized, and I know that I should be however people say I should be, like, you know, no sex before marriage. Da, da, da. I get that. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but in my mindset, like, this is where I was thinking. Like, I don't know if I want to just wait till we have a full, full-on commitment of, like, yo, I'm not going anywhere or marriage, right? So that's where I was at. I was like, yo, if this person is really committed, if a person, not this person, like him, I mean, like if a person and me are really committed to each other, then I'm okay with sex. Like that's how I felt. 
So as we were like starting to like connect and stuff like that, seeing each other, we, you know, started having sex, you know, being honest with you guys, we started having sex and I felt bad about that. Not bad about the sex. The sex was good. And I'm not trying to glorify it, guys, but the sex was good. <laughs> not bad about the sex. I mean, like, I felt bad about the fact that I kind of broke my promise to myself and to God on the terms of my commitment, right? So it kind of was like, I didn't, and, and then, wait, wait, wait back up and then I was not coming on here and being honest with you guys because I didn't even like relay that message to you guys while I was like um doing my podcast right so I would feel bad I would always feel like I was holding something back and like I wasn't being fully transparent so fast forward to us um now not being in a dating situation and everything ended, I one day had to like revisit this whole situation and be like, you know, what's lessons that I learned? Like I said, lessons that you learn. And one of the lessons that I learned is that I will not break promises that I made to myself and break my boundaries and promises that I made to God for another person. Because here's the thing, that promise that I made to myself and I made to God was part of my purpose, right? Part of a newfound purpose that I had. Just like me podcasting is a part of my purpose. Like there's things that you find are a part of your purpose and how you connect to God and what you're here to do, things that you're here to do. And that was part of it, right? The other thing that I realized was I don't want to just save myself for a person who's just like, I just want to be committed to you in a relationship. I really want to save myself from my husband. I don't know. <laughs> Truth be told, if that's going to happen, I'm going to go with God and try to do it. Like, God, we're here together. We're going to do it together. Uh, <laughs> but that's really my goal right now. And I was just kind of like, yo, that's the lesson that I learned. Like, I kind of got pulled away in that way. And the person who I'm supposed to be with is not going to pull me away or pull me off of my purpose. Now, am I saying that this person was sent by the enemy to do that? Shoot. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. I mean, I'm just saying, like, people don't know how, like, insidious the enemy is, but anything's possible. Um, what I do understand is that in dating, right, people are very quick to just, like, yo, I'm just out here trying to vibe with people and make soul ties, Rather than, yo, I'm really trying to vibe with people, make real connections, and make lasting situations. Um, and I kind of fell off on that, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that I'm definitely trying to cultivate, you know, in my life is building intimacy with another person without the sexual intimacy. But here's the kicker. <laughs> It's the kicker. I am definitely going back to just like, yo, sis, he's cute. He's attractive, but I'm minding my business. Sis, listen, <laughs> so I don't really know what dating season I'm in right now because that's the that's where I'm at right now. Like, yo, there are plenty of men out here who are attractive as hell. Like, 
Hey, boo. Hi. Yeah, you're cute, but I'm minding my business. Like, that's really where I'm at right now, and I'm blessed and I'm happy about it. Like, y'all could come in my DMs, but child, to, please, I'm good. Like, I tried to date somebody um, after this situation, and let me t- it, <laughs> child, ooh, child, it just did not work. Like, it was just like oil and water, oil and water. But what I realized was, one, it probably was too fresh for me. It was too fresh off of, you know, the last situation. Um, I still obviously had feelings for that person. But not only was it too fresh off of that, I believe that that other person really just had other ulterior motives straight up off the bat. And I and my and my spirit was just like, just kind of not with it at all. Like, just sir, like, sir, like. Your vibe is like completely off. And they were trying to like push me to be. It was just like someone who was trying to be very, very, very intimate, intimate with me, like on a like a spiritual level, like like look into my eyes and gaze at me sweetly. And bro, I just met you three days ago. Like, no. <laughs> and I, I'm a cancer. Like, we're shy as hell. I'm not staring you dreamily in your eyes. Like, I'm a laugh, sir. <laughs> like, I'm a laugh. Like, sir, I'm about to laugh and you're about to be offended. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I'm a goofball. Like, do not try to stare at me dreamily in my eyes and think that I'm going to focus or do not think that I'm going to like just have this full on eye contact with you while you're talking to me. Like I'm going to look away. I'm being honest with you. That's the true transparency of me. I'm not there yet. Not on day three. But I just, like I said, I honestly probably just was not fully ready also. And I was listening to friends telling me, oh, you just got to get back out there. You got to da 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 No, no. I know myself. I don't have to just get back out there. Like, I know when I make connections with a person, like I know when it's there, I know when it's right for me to like try with a person, you know, I'm going to feel it. And if it works out, it works out. But I just know when the vibe is right. And that's all I could tell people. Like, I just feel like so many people come and try to tell you like, oh, this is what you got to do. This is what Ah, you kind of just got to know yourself at the end of the day. And that's all it's about. And just be like proper in your discernment. Like, and let me go back to say this. All men, most men, let me not generalize because I hate when we generalize. We do that a lot as a people. But most men, a lot of men. (laughs) I did it again. A lot of men will try to persuade you. To have sex with them, to be intimate with them, especially if you are practicing um, abstinence, is really about your choices and what you discern as what's right for you. You know, if you're really, really, really trying to stay connected to God, I suggest you really pray on that and see what God tells you. But, you know, scripture tells you exactly what you should be doing, you know. And that's what really got to me with my walk. I was like, yo, I really something ain't, you know, something ain't right. Because even like certain things, I started to feel like a little bit disconnected, you know, because and it's not necessarily only because of the sexual act. It was because I wasn't being truthful about it. And that is what started to make me feel disconnected because 
it's crazy. As a sinner, like, I've never had to hide my sexual activity, if you understand what I mean. Like, I never had to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm hiding something. Like, no. Like, yeah, I'm out here. Like, this is my man. Like, <laughs> we out here, we doing it. Like, we cool. Like, I live here. Like, you know, and then my man, he come over. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is. But then, like, as a Christian, I felt like it was a secrecy. And if you have to do something in secrecy like that, like, that already makes me feel like something's wrong about it, you know? So, that was what was wrong. So, that's why I said, like, at the end of the day, God was out here like, sis, I got it. Like, this is a door I got to close right now. This is a door I got to close right now because you messing up, sis. You messing up, okay? I sent you on a path and you sitting over here getting distracted on your path like sis. Like, <laughs> like sis, I told you to date. Not getting to bed. <laughs> sis got in the bed. <laughs> but sis is now out of bed. Well, sis is in bed, but by herself. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, that's fine. Like, you know, it'll happen when they, you know, my husband. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I'm back to a place where I feel like a lot more connected to God again. But it's crazy. And I'm. Guys, I know you didn't expect this to be like a real spiritual conversation that we're having, but we're having it. It's crazy. Like the week that it happened where he ended things with me in the middle of the week, I remember because I prayed because we had like an argument earlier that week. And I remember I prayed in the middle of the week and I was like, Lord, if this person isn't meant for me, if this person is not right for me, if they don't mean well for me, if they just not right for me or if it's not in your will at, at this time, whatever it is, like, re- you know, remove them from my life. And I'm telling you, y'all, anytime I prayed that prayer and I fully knew what I was doing, I fully knew, I fully knew. <laughs> Let me repeat this. I fully knew what I was doing when I made that prayer, because anytime that I've said that prayer, God has been on time with it okay because I think two days later he ended things for me like it went from kiki keying on the phone to a complete crazy like what is happening like left field done and <laughs> and I was just like wow <laughs> and you know so I had to, re- it, was, it was crazy, like, because, like, the next day I had to recall, like, girl, you prayed, you asked God, you said to God, like, if it's not supposed, to, like, if you don't want it, if you, like, yo, I'm, I need to close this door right now, like, sis, you messing up, if, I said this to God, like, if this person is not right, if they don't mean right for me, or they not right for me, or you don't want this for me right now, close it, and he, let me tell you, he closed it, so it is what it is. Um, but in funny, Nick only could happen to Nick (laughs) in funny Nick fashion and only could happen to Nick fashion. It's like three weeks now. I think three weeks ago I was at my friend's barbecue and I seen him show up with another girl. (laughs) Child cheese. It could only happen to me, y'all. Child cheese, but... It is what it is. It's life. We move on. And I'm good. Like, I'm not even going to go into that story, y'all. Like, that is probably for another day. That's probably for my list. Like, I 
this is not the first time me seeing someone I've dated like later on, like after the fact with another person. Like this is like second or third time. So, so like I'm probably a pro at this situation now, <laughs> or maybe not. But, <laughs> but I'm not gonna go into this story um full on. But yeah, it's just so funny how life is. It's just so funny how things like that happen to me. But um, what's the question? My friend would have asked me, would I date somebody younger than me again after this situation? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. (laughs) Okay, so here's why I would date somebody younger than me again, because his age has nothing to do with the particulars of what happened. So, you know, like today I was watching Stephen Speaks. I don't know if you guys know Stephen Speaks. He's an author. He's a relationship advice giver. He's Christian, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he was talking about it. He was like, you know, people get very hung up on a number, on just a number. As long as the person is legal, why does the number matter? And I agree. It's ultimately always about the connection. It's about the connection you have with the person and how that connection then can expand and where that person, you and that person can lead each other on each other's purposes, right? So, Let's say part of your purpose is to have businesses, you know, um, let's say you're financially savvy. That person has the business ideas or vice versa. You know, that's a connection. That's another part of your connection. That's like, yo, that's how we work well together. Um, Let's say you are great at speaking and that person is great at networking. Like, you know, it's whatever. It's just about how your connection is built and where you can take that to, you know, it's not about the age. People get hung up. And let me tell you, sis, we don't have like the greatest list, especially for me who wants to marry a black man. I'm sorry. I just prefer black men um, who wants to marry a black man. We don't have this outstanding list to go on. So it's like, why am I going to kill myself out here being like, oh, yeah, I can't connect with this man because he's too young for me and it's like what men don't stop at age men don't be like oh yeah yeah, yeah. she's seven eight years younger than me i can't date her what come on it's really about where your head is at and the connection that you make now am i just dating any old dude no i don't like what like what no i don't even entertain a lot of people people come in my inbox and i'll be like having to pick and choose who i respond to like and why like why are you in my inbox sometimes i i'm not gonna lie to y'all i ain't gonna lie to y'all sometimes i respond to my dms just to see who sent you or just to see why you in like i just want to know why i'm just it's the cancer in me we just always want to know why which why why sir why i can't help it it's just i just want to know why and uh (laughs) it of you know it really does not mean that it's going to lead somewhere. But I say all that to say, <laughs> I say all that to say, like, I'm not going to just like cut, sell myself short because somebody is too young. I want to know where your head is at. I want to know why we connected. If that connection can lead to somewhere else. I want to know if it's a false connection or a real connection. I want to know if like, you know, if there's something more, if, if you're a godsend or if you're a counterfeit. You know, 
we gotta have a whole episode about godsets and counterfeits too but yeah these are the things i want to know you know you know you know <laughs> but child cheese yeah that's basically where i'm at so i'm kind of at this place where i'm just like girl he look good as hell but i'm just over here minding my business you know over here minding my business and that is not easy it's not easy like when you're really like, yo, I want to put myself out there. I want to put myself out there. I want to put myself out there. And it's like, you can't. Like, I remember even when my friends was like, oh, you need to just go out there, go out there. I even tried the dating apps. Oh, my God. So you remember I told you I hate dating apps with a passion. I still do, y'all. Still do. Still do. Ain't nothing changed. Still do. Let me tell you something. To each his own. To each his own. I tried Bumble for a week. And let me tell you, I like, even though on Bumble, the one thing I would say for ladies who want to use Bumble, and I believe I've said this before in past episodes, the good thing about Bumble is that you get to pick. They, they can swipe on you, but you ultimately get to pick who you reach out and talk to. Um, I upgraded and paid to see who was liking me to make it even easier for me like to just pick out, you know, who was liking me. It was so funny. Somebody that I follow, <laughs> somebody that we've been following each other for quite some time liked me on there. And uh, let me tell y'all, my exes, one of my exes' best friends swiped on me. Is that creepy? Like, is that creepy? Shout out to Big Chris. <laughs> Am I blowing him up? No, because he probably already told my ex. But anyway, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so it was so crazy. Like, it was so crazy. Like, I just felt like, eh, are you making real connections? Or are you making connections with people who are just bored during the quarantine? So, like, I would say maybe out of, yeah, I talked to so many people on there. It was crazy. But I would say I maintain five good conversations and then I dwindle it down to two, no, three that went offline. And this all happened in a week, all happened in a week, really quick. And then to none, like I was just like, I'm good. And um, ultimately why I said I was good was because it was just kind of like, it just went back to the whole thing where it was like, I feel like my friends loved them to death, gave me that as just kind of a like, yo, just to get my mind off of that person. But it really wasn't working because when I did find someone that I was interested in, there was a setback and the communication really wasn't flowing the way I would like it to. So what's the point then? You know what I'm saying? What's the point? And sometimes it's okay for you just to sit and it's okay for you to go through the motions. It's okay for you to have that time to just like, all right, like I'm not over it. <laughs> and that's okay. I feel like sometimes we try to rush and like get up under somebody, you know, for lack of a better phrase, really quick, just so we can get over the next person. And do you ever, do you ever really get over somebody that way? Because I don't think honestly that you ever really truly get over the last person that way when you do that. It's always like that lingering soul tie there because you didn't really take the time to get over them. You didn't even like 
I'm about to say something really stupid. It's not stupid, but it actually works. But it's it's kind of like putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but I'm going to say like one of my healthiest breakups that I've ever had was with my ex, Steven. Because even though we thought it was unhealthy the way we broke up, we actually had a healthy ass reconnection. And I'm going to say why. Because, you know, I always say like me and my ex... He's my only ex that I'm still friends with, right? And I remember, like, when we first broke up, I did not want to be friends with him. I was like, why are you trying to force me to be friends with you? And we had our time where we took, like, a month and we took a break where we didn't speak to each other. No, it was longer than a month. It was, like, three months. And I was really mad at him because I was like, yo, like, you didn't, like... I remember, like, when we did reconnect, I was like, you just disappeared. Like, because he said, like, he wanted to be friends. He was, like, so adamant. And then he just disappeared. And he was like, yo, because it really hurt. Like, I was hurting, right? So he was honest. He, he said he was hurting. But, like, in that reconnection, it took us a while. But, like, I remember every time we was reconnecting, we were just, like, going through the breakup, going through, like, what happened, going through emotions, going through the emotions. And one day we was just like, yo, let's just meet for dinner. And we met up, and we just, like, hashed it all out. And I told him how I felt. He told me how he felt. Blah, blah, blah. We just hashed everything out, hashed everything out, hashed everything out. And that was, like the healthiest thing for me like just to regurgitate everything out and just be like yo what went wrong why did we do this why did you do that and really understand like or see perspective you know from the other person's side and like really be honest with each other I feel like that was the healthiest thing to where it's like yo no one can't tell me about you and you no one can't tell you about me because we now see each other. Like, if you understand what I'm saying, like, we see each other because this is us in our vulnerable state. Like, I now, unfortunately, yeah, the relationship ended, but I get you now. Like, I see you. I see you. Like, I see you now. And I'm saying, like, when you jump from one person to the next person to the next person to the next person, to the next person without taking that time to, like, heal without taking that time to like really like figure out lessons really figure out like what's going on really whatever whatever you don't get to really see yourself you don't really get to see the other person you don't really get to see their perspective you don't get to see like yo yo okay maybe I could have did that different maybe I could have did whatever and you know within that that's growth you know now will me and that person get to be like oh so this is what happened that what happened Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I feel like that is a healthy way to do things just for y'all going forward, y'all people's going forward. But we don't do that as a people, right? We, I feel like, like I said before, we're just so busy vibing out, making soul ties, and then like, boop, just cutting it in half and just on to the next that we don't really see how we like are damaging each other. Like we're damaging each other. You know, because soul ties are like hard to break. They're hard to hard to break. When you connect with a person, then when you're physically, sexually intimate with a person, those things are hard to break. Unless you're my friend's Alex's brother, Greg, who says, if you wear a condo, you don't make soul ties. <laughs> don't listen to him. That's not true. <laughs> That is not true. <laughs> you are making a soul tie, sis. Bro, you're making a soul tie. Child cheese. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So guys, I apologize for not being completely transparent with y'all. And you know what? It honestly, it was not even old dude's fault because he did tell me to be honest with my audience and tell y'all. So I'll give him that credit. I'll give him that credit. He did say that. But I felt shame, which is another reason why I knew I was doing something wrong. Okay. Another reason why I knew I was doing something wrong. But, and here's the, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. That goes back to it, you know? Ultimately, it would have ended too because I know me. I would have, I'd have been like, yo, I can't do this. I can't do such and such anymore. I know me. I would have been like, I can't do such and such anymore. It would have came to that. So that's why another reason why that would have ended. So it was like, yo, it is what it is. Either you made the decision, I made the decision. So it was just kind of like, are you going to make the decision? Or are you not going to make the decision? And when you're doing stuff and you're compromising your goals so much, you're making all the compromises so much, man, thanks. You made the best decision for me. <laughs> I don't want to be with anybody who's going to make me compromise myself or not even make me because nobody forced me to do anything. But I don't want to be in any situation where I compromise myself, period. You know, if there's any compromises, compromises should be mutual and it should not be compromising anything close to my purpose. OK, we should both be walking in our purposes. So it is what it is. And I'm here and I'm enjoying life. Hey. So are y'all ready for this? Because I literally have probably like five minutes because I've already spent 50 minutes. I can't believe I spent 50 minutes on this right now. So my birthday is coming up because it's officially July. And are y'all excited? Like it is cancer season. Hello, hello. But the best cancers, I have to be honest, are July cancers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why? Because we are. Hello. <laughs> so yes, um, my birthday is coming up. And guess what? Did I tell y'all I'm planning a whole party for myself? And the reason why this is so important is because I never part on parties for myself. And here's why, here's why, here's why. So transparent moment. When I was a little girl, my mama planned a party for me for my birthday after school. And I gave out all my invitations to the kids. I will never forget this. It was the last day of school. I gave out all my invitations and nobody showed up. Not even my best friend, only my cousins. And thank God I have like a thousand cousins, but only my cousins showed up. Sad girl moment. And from that day on, I swore I would never have a party again. And I never did. I never had a birthday party that I threw again, ever again. Never. Um, wait, I'm lying. I did when I was an adult. But it was like really small and intimate to where I did not have to like plan anything. Child cheese. So now I'm planning a birthday party during COVID pandemic. <laughs> and it's really stressful because... I have a bunch of people who I know are not going to come because child, cheese, they scared of their shadow right now. And I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them at all. This is a choice you have to make. And I have a next set of people who are like, yo, I need to get out the house ASAP. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. And it's, I'm just, for me, what I realized is, and thank you for my homegirl, Trice, because she pointed this out to me. And no one has ever called me this, I swear to God, in my life. But I thank you that she had called me this because it kind of 
it kind of gift wraps everything about me in the perfect word. <laughs> Funny that I use that word. She says, because I am a perfectionist is why I do not like to plan things. And it's true. I really don't like to plan things. I really don't. And it, I don't like to plan things. I don't like to ask. I don't like to ask people things that I don't already know the answer to. And it probably is also why I have somewhat control issues that I'm learning to the control issues I'm getting better at. Like I'm learning to let go of control, but the planning things. Okay. So I'm a perfectionist. I do agree with this and I never realized it until she used that word. That is why I don't like to plan things because when it does not go my way, I, yo, when, when I start to see things not fitting like the puzzle pieces not fitting the way I think that it should fit I start to panic and then I just want to freaking like yo this whole puzzle is done like forget the whole thing like throw the table up into the air done done and let me tell you every other day planning this party I've been on the verge of like yo forget this <laughs> so one thing I have embraced is just like yo calling random friends and being like yo this is your job today <laughs> this is your job today. Yo, you got the food, you got the cake, you got this. I'm calling it a day, yo. Cause if I try to like handle each and every individual thing, I'm gonna lose my mind. Which makes sense, right? Because honestly, I am not someone who's like a one-stop shop. I'm more of a visionary and a leader like I'm more like a okay I like you you're gonna do this you're gonna do this I'm a delegate like I'm like that type of person I'm gonna be honest with you that is that's I've always that's always suited me best like I can see who can do what best who's good here who's good in this position who, who could do this well who will be good here who'll be perfect here I'm one of those people who I've always been good at that so I know like when it comes to organizing things like I'm Child cheese, I'm good at organizing things. Hello, when it comes to like stuff like that. So it makes me feel better when I can do that rather than having it all on top of me being like, yeah, I'm gonna take care of the food. I'm gonna do the Nah, I cannot do that. Yo, that type, woo child, my gastritis. Let me tell you, let me tell y'all, I was about to put myself in the hospital two weeks ago because my gastritis, child, on top of drinking vodka, who told me to do that? Never again, never again. Vodka would not touch these lips. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Because my gastritis, the way it had me turned over in the bed, and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> it was just terrible. If y'all never experienced gastritis, do not ever experience it a day in your life. Woo! When you have gastritis and it's associated with your stress and panic, ooh, child, you don't ever, child... Fix it, Jesus. But I'm delivered. It's okay. And the way I stay delivered is I stay stress-free. And how I do that is I've learned to delegate. So, party will be nice. Everything will be great. I just want everybody to come out, chill, have fun, eat all the food, drink all the drinks, play some Jenga, dance, um, laugh, you know, eat some cake, do it up. Do it up. I bought a dress. It's going to be cute. I'm only going to stay in that dress for like an hour to take pictures. And then I'm, you know, I'm changing because 
I can't do it. And I like to dance. And it's going to be hot. It's going to be like 90 degrees that day. I'm not doing it, y'all. I'm not trying to be cute out here. I'm trying to be comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah, I'm trying to be comfortable all night long. I ain't give the party no time limit. So, yeah. I'm eating cake. So, I got to burn off. You know, I got to burn off the cake weight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I lost some weight, y'all. I'm so excited because COVID had me out here fat in these streets. <laughs> had the waist very rotund, but it's looking slimmers. It's looking slimmers again. And I'm happy about that. Like, you know, because I lost like, let me see, I think it's like 12 pounds. But I ain't really want to tell people now I'm losing weight. You know what I'm saying? Because people be like, what you doing? And I'm like, literally, I just stop putting my hand to my face all the time. Because literally, that's why I do. Because I don't really work out that much. But I did. Let me tell you. One thing I did do. I found this YouTube. Um, I'm going to do it again tomorrow. But I'm, if I get the link, I'll put the link to it. It's not mine. But it's this dance routine with this girl doing African dances. Let me tell you the sweat. It was only 20 minutes. <sighs> and... That was the best workout I did. And I just did that. I went to one party when we was doing African dances. And that was it. Like, I sweated, like, for two weeks straight. <laughs> and I think that that helped. Honestly, it was probably water weight. I was probably bloated for two weeks. Who knows? But I did, like, legit lose, like, 12 pounds. And I feel great because Corona had me, had me looking crazy. So if I lose another 12 pounds, I'll feel pretty good about myself. I'll be back to, you know, 2019 weight, you know, out here doing the thing. And then I would just have to lose another 10. This is how I calculate in my head, but ain't no rush. Like I'm not rushing. I'm going to just stop putting the food in my face all the time. You know, drink some water, more water, less food. That's it. That's the combination I'm using. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's basically it. I'm hella, 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 hella excited about this party. Um, I'm trying not to be too excited, though, like, in case nobody shows up. <laughs> I'm just saying, just, 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 in case, just in case nobody shows up, you know? And then I'm going to act like I ain't had no party. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to what party? What party? It was no party. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Um, hopefully tomorrow I get to order my cake and stuff. Let me see. You know? But yes, y'all, I'm excited to order this cake. I'm excited about this party. So we're gonna we gonna we're gonna get all of this popping. We're gonna get it done. <laughs> um the next thing I'm excited about is going to bed. <laughs> Your girl is about to get off. Um, but you know, look out for all the other episodes that I have coming at you. I'm going to be recording a lot because I'm on vacation for a couple of weeks. I'm so happy to be on vacation. So, um, yeah, look out for that. And also, guys, follow me on I'm Just Nick 2.0 on IG or follow the show at Confessions of a Single Black Girl. <laughs> guys, you can also see my like little my little post that I put up. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Make it think. Make it think. All right. And, you know, sometimes I just put my photos of me, you know, because I'm cute or whatever. <laughs> to all my new people out here, my new listeners and followers. And, yeah, I put it out there, followers. <laughs> and to my loyal followers, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have not started following yet, 
just hit that follow button. Hit that like, subscribe. And obviously, you're going to share this with your friends, your family, your homegirl, your homeboy, somebody. Because, you know, I'm dope. The show is dope. You dope. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Real talk. Why not? (laughs) Anyways, as always, be blessed. Have a good one. Until next one. Bye.